We don't drink beer to get drunk. It happens. <laughs> it happens. It's a byproduct it's of the process. It's never the plan. The plan is never we want to get hammered. Right. The plan is we want to taste as much different types of styles of beer as we can. I've had this conversation with my wife so many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we never have a – it's Honey, never why are you our trying? idea. Like, we want to be, not be able to walk <laughs> after we have enough beer. But. This is the podcast streaming in your ear about comedy, concerts, and beer. Pilsners, lagers, and IPAs. Liquid courage just to take the stage. Backstage pass, got to feeling right. And everyone's welcome like an open mic. Getting drunk, waiting for the last man to fall. When it's time to take a shot, we yell, Cannonball! Jokes got you smiling from ear to ear. Our beverage of choice is beer, man, beer. Get back and relax while the beer foam settles. Now here's your hosts, Johnny Benson and Keg Kettles. I like that, man. Keg Kettles, it's beer, man, beer, and we are not in the mean streets of Shelton, Connecticut, in the studio. When was the last time we recorded in the studio? I don't know. We've been been going on a world tour, and not only are we on a tour, but we're also doing this at 9.30 in the morning. (laughs) Little breakfast beers going on A little day drinking? It's a little morning radio, WBMB, and who we got with us today, Keg Kettles? We have, would you call yourselves a master brewer? Uh, uh, yeah, I, well, not a master brewer. That's technically a title. I guess I'm brewmaster. Brewmaster. I, it's, master it's a brewer, brewmaster. Thing. Well, it was easier than calling myself the brewer, packager, cellarman, and all the other things that goes on in a brewery here. So I am, I am the guy here that does everything. And the guy is Brian from Illicit. We are here at Illicit. Hello, guys. In the uh, Manchester area of uh, Hartford. The Manchester? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because we're all a bunch of dudes around the table? Already yeah. dudes. Brian, big Man guy. Big guy, nice guy, big guy. You look like uh, no one messes with you. <laughs> no, you know? I, I don't mess with anybody. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. Tall, very tall, very tall. What are you, about 9'2"? 6'5". 6'5". Yeah, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> look like a UFC fighter, am I <laughs> He does, I did do he? some boxing for a while. Did some actually. boxing, yeah. Amateur, was... nothing, nothing in, in in the big ring. We were reading up on you, and uh, before you got into the whole world of brews, you were into big into uh, the fitness and. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's what I went to to school for. I got my um, my undergrad in exercise science with a minor in sport nutrition, and now I'm making beer. So you know how to <laughs> drink the beers and keep the pounds. Yeah, off. right. That's yeah, no. So I spent the first half of my career <laughs> trying to get people to not drink, and now I, <laughs> I flipped to the dark side, and now I just uh, get people to drink. You welcome, your, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you had your own boxing boot camp business. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I started out in uh, in fitness, like I said, and then uh, got into uh, I was in corporate fitness, and then decided, all right, I'm going to go off and do my own thing, and got pretty hard into um, boxing at the time. Actually, one of my clients brought me to a place in East Hartford called Bare Bones. Shout out to them. And uh, then just got got the bug, man. Loved it and uh, started doing it. And yeah, then around the same time, I was getting into obstacle course racing, which is also a little crazy, um, you know, Tough Mudders and all that fun stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then decided to just kind of cram it all together and, and make a place. And, and uh, so it was rugged fitness. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. We're kind of rugged, right, Keg? <laughs> rugged guys. Yeah, we're rugged. <laughs> Maybe minus the fitness. Yeah, minus <laughs> <laughs> so am I nowadays. I mean, yeah. Are you rugged? 
fitness. <laughs> so what gets you from all this fitness into beer? Oh man, like uh, actually, so I, I got it was my, my <laughs> I was trying to be the good influence on all my clients, and they were simultaneously being a bad influence on me, and uh, <laughs> they won apparently <laughs> because it was a, a couple of we all actually a group of us got together. Um, and went and did a homebrew class over in East Hartford uh, with Thad over at uh, Brew and Wine Hobby. And we just kind of got the bug and started homebrewing and just jumped right into all grain. You know, they, they showed us, you know, some extract stuff. And I was like, forget that. I'm like, if we're doing this, we're doing it. So I just jumped right into all grain uh, homebrewing, uh, which I still actually have my, my original homebrew gear downstairs that I use for pilot batches here. Nice. <laughs> so I'm still, still kind of homebrewing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, you know from there it, it, it just kind of snowballed. We started doing the you know the events and the circuits for home brewing, and, and you were the blurred lines brewing. Right? Blurred lines brewing, yeah. yeah. Me and uh, my buddy uh, Stephen, who was a client of mine, and his wife, um, and we were yeah we were we were getting really into it pretty hard. Now I would say this is home brewing because this this is like a home. This place this is just this is like a mansion that you want to never leave. Because <laughs> I just had the tour. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Yeah. It is a beautiful, beautiful building with uh, you have an amazing deck for people to hang out on, and that's opening up soon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That back patio, we finished it up. We we did open it um, for a couple months, uh, so it was Labor Day. We got it all done, and so it's a couple months before it got cold that we had that open, and we were doing stuff out there. Um, and now, since it's been warmer, we haven't we haven't opened the bar out back. We're going to be doing that pretty soon. Everything's winterized right now, so we want to make sure we're past the you know the hard freezes at night before we start. You know, blowing all the pipes out and getting it ready to go. There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, it should be hopefully in the next week or so. Huge mural of Marilyn Manson out there. I'm, oh my <laughs> God, no, I'm sorry. No, that's Marilyn Monroe. That would be really scary. Marilyn Monroe. I didn't mean to scare anybody away. No, it's very nice painting of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> the owners are really into heavy <laughs> the god metal. People, the beautiful people. <laughs> Were we listening to Marilyn Manson on the way up? No, no. I'm, I'm not I, sure. I don't know. I saw Marilyn and I thought Manson. I don't know. <laughs> Oh boy! Now everyone's going to show maybe, up maybe here we looking could for go Marilyn Manson and, and change it to a Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, that was a good Freudian slip. There you go. Anyways, we have some beer. Yeah, we're going to drink some beer with Brian. What are we going to start with today? So uh, yeah, I'm starting out with my rye saison. Um, so it, it basically take it, it um, originally a homebrew recipe of mine. It was my harvest ale every year, um, and it's got a kind of an amber color. We brew it with some crystal malts um, and actually homegrown hops. So I grew these uh, the Cascade hops at my house and then brought these in. Keg Kettles is going in for a sniff. Oh, that's nice. So you get a little bit of a uh, yeah. little bit of rye in the nose, a yeah. little caramel. Um, and then it's, uh, it's got a saison uh, yeast, uh, so it brings in those kind of esters and some, some of the spicier phenols and kind of accentuates the, uh, the rye notes. Ooh, Keg's going in for a sip. I get the, look, at, he's thinking about it. He thinks oh, that's nice. He likes it. He likes it. Let me try this. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Kind of get that little bit of spiciness, a little bit of citrus notes mm. from that Cascade hops. Definitely get the spice. Yeah. And this one's actually been kegged for a while now. Um, this was in the fall, so these are the last couple of kegs that we have left of it. I think it's mellowed out and gotten nice and smooth over the time. Um, it starts out a lot more, um, a lot more spicy, a lot more citrus forward when it's fresh, fresh. Um, but this is one of those styles of beer where you know you, you can let it go for a while and continue to evolve and, and smooth out. Whereas like you know things like New England IPAs, you really want that hop character to be prominent, and if you don't have those done, you know, in, in you know two three months, if they're not fresh, then they're really not that good. But some beers actually get better the more you let them kind of hang out. This one there, 
This is good. This is like that control beer that, that you had. Yeah, I had a beer. That um, got better as it aged. We did a comedy show up at Cottrell. Yeah. And I, I was the, the quote-unquote headline comedian. I was basically the guy that went last was what that means. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what they did was the people who were headlining, they'd make, name a beer after them. So they made oh. it was called Extreme Benson Brow. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was Love like it. me. It was a little rough <laughs> and uh, hard to swallow. But um, <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we had a growlers of it, and we, we kept it for about nine months because we were going to save it for our 4th of July party. Oh, you kept it in a growler? Kept it in a growler. Ooh, kept yeah. it in a growler in the back of my refrigerator, and it was one of those, oh, crap, forgot to bring it to the 4th of July. So on one of the shows that we did, I said, hey, let's give it a shot. So we cracked it open. You guys are brave. It was still carbonated. Uh, just, how, how long is it? Oh, it was nine still, months. It'll, it'll it was, still be carbonated yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, definitely nine months, if not plus. And I think we, it tasted better. We <laughs> cracked it open. It was smooth. It had a really good taste to it. Well, that's the thing. Is it as, was malty. It was good. Yeah, as as as, as beer progresses, it's going to get more malty because the hops are going to drop off. Um, the alpha acids are, are going to oxidize out, um, especially if you're growler filling, right? So. If you're if you're filling with a um, in a can, you, you got a little bit more longevity because you're limiting your exposure to oxygen. So oxygen is what turns a beer stale. So if you're just if someone's filling it off of a tap into a growler, we do um, crowlers here. I don't know if you guys have seen those yep. like giant cans. cans yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, you know our, our procedure is always you know sanitize it and then uh, purge it with CO2. But you're filling it off of a tap, so you're going to get some oxygen uptake regardless of what you do, even capping it on foam like you're supposed to. So that's, yeah, that's, over time it's going to get more malty. It'll probably get a little darker too, almost like a, you know, like if you leave an apple, you slice an apple and leave it out on a table, it's going to get a little brown. brown, So like an IPA will start to turn, look like a brown ale after a while. Is that right? Yeah. I never knew that. I never kept them long enough. No, 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 no. (laughs) You should. should, Most of those beers. I did that a couple times with some beers, actually treehouse beers. I I had had like a, a King Julius sitting in the back of my fridge that I literally was behind something and then I found it. And it was probably like six to nine months later, and I had just gotten some fresh ones. And it was cool to kind of do a little side-by. And like, like you said, the, the malt profile comes out a lot more. It, it's much more sweeter um, as those hop, the, the bittering agents start to drop off. Yeah. What's the first beer you ever made when you were homebrewing? Oh, God, the first beer we made, um, <laughs> it was a shit. I literally called it Shit Show. Um, nice. it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was my first attempt at home. It was supposed to be an IPA. Um, it, it just, everything went wrong. You know, I, I put it in a fermenter and fermented it out and it was beer. Um, but it, it like every, like the alcohol percentages were all off. All the numbers were wrong. So I was like, right. but we drank it. It was pretty good. We, we drank that. Um, I actually, when I started out, um, home brewing, I would brew bigger batches of stuff and then I would split them into multiple fermenters and use different yeasts. Cause even then, like I'm, I'm psychotic and I'm always trying to, trying to come up with the best way of doing something. So I, it was every time I brewed something, I would always split batch it, try different yeast, dry hop with different things like from day one, and then just take a ton of notes and say, all right, which version came out the best? And then I'd go back and try to kind of recreate that version of that. So yeah, it was, it was supposed to be an IPA and it, it was beer. It was <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of yeah. like our Hefeweizen. Yeah, we made a half that. I heard, yeah. I remember. Yeah. You, I, I saw these guys yeah, that made it. It kind of tastes like a brown. I'll have to let you try my half. We, I, I got a half on right now. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So many beers to try. <laughs> so many. And I'm really excited about the next one we're going to try because uh, what do we got next? Oh, yeah. There's a, the coconut uh, coconut carousel. Oh, so you, had, you sold me at coconut. Yeah. I, I, I kind of thought you would lean towards that one. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this one, this one is our uh, carousel incident was one of our first 
I don't know, oh. an air quotes flagship oh. beers here. Um, Just a sniff. It's like suntan lotion. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's when we went heavy so on the coconut this Yo, time. I love that. It was kind of a running joke with me and Ellis, who's the director here, and we were going over it every time and like, I'd add what I think would be enough of something, and like people would, oh, there's not enough of that. So I was like, no matter how much we'd add, there was always like, where's the where's the ceiling for flavor? And nowadays, especially, everyone loves like really bold flavors in their stuff. Wow, so. dude, no, <laughs> this, this is coconut. This is no. If I could convince anybody to come down here. Not just for the cool patio and the picture of Marilyn Monroe, but this is definitely the beer. You dig that one? This, all right, this is only the second one I tried so far, but this is definitely this is the beer that's going to make me show drive up here every week. So th- this, <laughs> this one literally is is a is a came out of COVID because when we got shut down, um, I had you know beer in tanks and stuff, and at the time we were we were brewing. I was brewing constantly. I've only got a seven barrel system, and I've only got five fermenters. So I we have a. I have a 1,500 square foot brewing space, maybe, and this is like a 16,000 square foot building. So this mm-hmm. entire building is almost all tap room. So to be able to make enough beer to serve, you know, we were going through beer so fast, we had a contract brew with um, Dana and Justin over at Firefly from day one. Well, that's not a bad thing, is it? No, no, no. no. But then when we got shut down, I had like tanks of beer, and I'm like, okay, if I'm if I'm I have you know plenty of time I'm sitting here and so instead of putting on you should have called them should <laughs> have come down and drink hey. so I was like all right well I can do a full batch you know I had a full batch of carousel and I'm like well if we split these batches and then do something with half of the batch keg off half of it do something with the other half now we've got two beers on and and try to you know play around and that way we can move things a little bit quicker hopefully and yeah so this this one we literally just took a, a batch of my carousel. Split, kegged off half, and then added coconut to the other half, and it tastes like being on vacation. It is. This is like the tropical beer. I thought palm yeah. trees were actually going to pop out of the floor. No <laughs> yeah. grass skirt, bikinis. Yeah. it's all in this glass. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I like it. That is solid. It's almost for me. It's almost a little too much coconut, but everyone. Oh else no, is like, no, it's good. <laughs> no, no, don't cut back on that coconut. That's, <laughs> that was the, that's been the joke. Is like no matter it's Hawaii no matter in what, a glass. Yeah, yeah. Oof. That's good. All right, so solid number two. Nice. Well, so we can continue the uh, the uh, the theme of tropical. I've got a margarita uh, sour. So this one I actually brew with um, agave, Himalayan pink sea salt, and then limes and oranges that are pressed, juiced, and then um, I bag the rinds and, and put them in, in the whirlpool to get some of the um, the more bitter oils out of it. And then uh, we add uh, lime puree to the uh, to the batch um, while it's in the tank. Ooh, the lime and the coconut. The lime and the coconut <laughs> today. So if you take a whiff, it should smell like a margarita. Oh, well, sure do. That's nice. Just That's need a nice. little salt on the rim. Yeah. Well, actually, there's salt in it. It's, it's a Goza style, which is a German uh, sour beer um, brewed with salt. So it has that, that already in there. It does. It's, it's just like a margarita. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you get a little salinity All on right, there. I'm going in. Keg's going in. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if Keg Kettles drum roll, drum roll. likes the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good beer. That's yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I like sours. I mean, sours. I definitely like that salt in it. Mm. Yeah, it, it kind it's of brings good. it back around to margarita. Yeah. It's good. And it's not a punchy-in-the-face sour. It's just, just yeah. enough sour. Yeah, no, I know. So this one, I, I we use a kettle souring technique. So that basically you brew the beer, you mash the beer as normal, you run it off into the kettle, you boil it a little bit to to kill off whatever, you know, wild yeast and bacteria are in the grains to begin with. And also that boiling de-aerates it a little bit, so you want to drive off oxygen. Um, and then you chill it back down and you pitch your, um, 
uh, lactobacillus bacteria, and that sours it over about 24 hours. So you leave it in the kettle, keep it kind of warm. It's around 100 degrees, and then I come back the next day. It's nice and tart. Boil it again to kill off whatever you know bacteria is in there, and then you just run it off like uh, like normal through the knockout. Oh man, yeah. So I mean, we've been doing sour, but sour beers right now are so hot. Like we have at we have at least four guest tap lines of mm-hmm. sour beers on at all times plus i always try to keep at least one sour beer from us on um, i actually got another one in the tank i just fruited it yesterday it's um going to be a mango guava uh sour that's right up your alley my man that's it man yeah yeah, yeah. I like a fruity beer. I'll admit it. <laughs> it's all good, man. Nothing um, effeminate about a fruity beer. No, sadly, yeah, like yeah, it's all good. It, yeah, we get uh, so we bring in a lot of hoax. I don't know if you guys have been to hoax or it's they're down at the Beerics. Um, Over East Haven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah, tried yeah, some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over East so, Haven. They do a ton. Of, we we bring in sours and they from them and they rip all the time. It's, it's just yeah. go through them. See, I thought when sours first came out, I thought it was like kind of gimmicky. You know, it's something new. It's it's like uh, I don't know like a wine cooler or something to that effect. And they kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lower ABV beer. Anywhere. You can you can crush them. It's, you know, nice and easy drinking. Um, it's actually not it's a new trend here, but it's it's obviously really old style. And um, basically what our fruited sours in, in the States is, is basically a, a Berliner, so mm-hmm. a German-style sour beer that's, that's heavily fruited. And in Berlin, they actually uh, they just they they brew it, sour it, and then they have syrups that you uh, that you pump. You know, so they'll add like a Woodruff syrup, which is like kind of like a green marshmallowy tasting thing, or they'll have raspberry syrup. So when you go to a beer garden in in Germany, they would say, you know, you order a Berliner, they'd say, you know, do you want it red or green? And they're basically saying, do you want you know which syrups do you want in it? So the fact that they fruit it, you know, post fermentation in the glass, uh, and now basically most brewers are just fruiting it in the in the tanks now. That's like walking up to a Slurpee machine <laughs> and pumping in some uh, blue raspberry. So you, so you laugh. We were actually talking about that. Uh, we were discussing maybe getting a bunch of syrups and having them behind the bar there. And so people could like literally like order their Berliner and then you, you could just go to like down the line and put different pumps. <laughs> we're playing with the idea of doing that. We, we just logistically don't know for how much it's going to work. Remember a suicide as a kid? When you would go to like Burger King, McDonald's, and you would get all the different flavors into one cup. That's mm. what they called it? Called it a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you went from like Diet Pepsi all the way down the line. <laughs> you got your Diet Pepsi, you got your Pepsi, you yeah. got your... Uh, your orange. Orange, you got your Fanta, yep. you got your Dr. Pepper, and your Coke, and whatever else you put in it. Yeah. Oh, don't forget Sprite or 7-Up. I was that kid, 100%. I was that kid yeah, as well. Not. My son, too. <laughs> yeah. It's variety. My kids do it at the Slurpee machines now. They'll, they'll mix the, the, the blue raspberry and the green apple, and they just pump them all together. With, and with it, a Coke Slurpee. <laughs> and it turns <laughs> out to be like like this black color. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, what like the heck are you drinking, thing. kid? 100%. You should have rot your teeth, man. 100%. <laughs> but that's what it was called, a suicide. Huh, I, I never heard that term. Yeah, I learned that at summer camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Learn a lot of things at summer camp. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Right when you were boxing, did you get? Did you have like you did it for exercise, or were you? Yeah, it was mostly exercise. I did a little sparring. Um, did you ever have any ma- matches or you no, like 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 two amateur? So sparring matches. You know, yeah. we have the headgear on and the whole thing. I actually got I got a black eye with headgear on this one time. This oh, dude, what happened? He rang my bell. Um, this big dude, almost my size. That's and, a big size. Yes, yeah, so they put a two of clearly the two of us. Like he moved real slow, um, so I got a lot more hits in. But he just had this big right shot, and I, I 
juked when I should have dodged or I don't know what the, the term. Anyway, I went straight into it. Like I, he came and I just I moved my head right in front of it and he just rang my bell. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I the next day I had a nice big shiner. <laughs> Cut me, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Nah, fights like a chicken rock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that, that, needless to say, after that, I, I kind of figured I probably should stop sparring and just keep to the fitness side of things. Oh yeah, well, it's definitely stick to the beer because this is definitely some solid beer. Nice, nice. What you say? You can't hack the other stuff. What? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I know that. I'll, I'll stick to the beer. I'll tell you. That. Sticking it to a break, Johnny. Sticking it to the break. We're having a blast with Brian Adelisic. I think we're one flight down. We're gonna go for more. All kinds of fun. All kinds of beer. More beers coming up. with Brian. He's giving us all kinds of beers. Big shout out to Chris and Gene Johns in Florida. And of course, all our regulars. Brandy. Brandy in Florida. <laughs> Megan in Boston. Greg from Lime Drop Garage in Chicago. Also, Danette in Chicago. And uh, don't forget about Nagorski. Got Nagorski. Where's he from? He's from uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Shout out to you and shout out to all of our listeners everywhere. We appreciate you. We love you. What are we drinking next, Brian? Oh, so I got the, our bourbon barrel age anniversary beer. Uh, we call it One. Uh, it was uh, in Litchfield Distilling Bourbon Barrels, uh, two-year and four-year barrels. Yeah, so, and they were very, very wet when we got them. Um, so it definitely imparted a lot of bourbon flavor to it. You smell, you're like... So, they were, snip, so they were really whiskey. excited, huh? Oh, yeah. They were very wet. wet. <laughs> one, is that after the Metallica song? No, no, that's after our first year anniversary. Oh, I got you. <laughs> you know what ran through my head? Lars Ulrich's double pedal. <laughs> <laughs> that's what ran through my head. Ooh. All right, going in for a sniff. Going for a sniff. This is mm -hmm. definitely, I can smell the whiskey. So this is a beer? This is a beer. It's, wow. it's, uh, it's very bourbon heavy. Very bourbon heavy. So, so normally what I, what I planned on doing is pulling some barrels and then uh, having a batch brewed so that I can blend back uh, some fresh beer in with the, with the barreled beer. Unfortunately, again, COVID happened and we just couldn't, we, we couldn't justify brewing a whole another batch of stout that we weren't going to go through very quickly. So anyway, this is all straight from the bourbon barrels. This was uncut, unblended, just picked three barrels that I liked and blended those and bottled it we actually have some bottles with the wax dip i'll get you guys one of those when you guys go now uh when you pick the barrels what are you looking at what are you looking for so basically what i'm doing is i'm going to pull samples from each and then taste the samples and see like just make notes on you know each barrel is going to be a little bit different you know what i mean um you're going to get some you know some of them had more vanilla character some of them had um you know more bourbon character you know so there's the char the the amount of you know how wet it is if there's any residual bourbon in there well you know each barrel is going to definitely give you a different character all right so now like you get a barrel do you gauge like the depth of char 
on that barrel? So, I mean, the guys, the guys that do the whiskey definitely do. They're, they can order, you know, their barrels with a certain level of char. Um, mm. So you know, anything from lightly toasted oh, cool. to really dark, depending on what they're making. So when we get them, we're getting them after they've already been used. So that wood has absorbed a lot of the, the characters of the bourbon, but has also imparted characters of char and oak and vanilla. And, you know, you, you get all these compounds when you char wood, um, you know, that, that taste like different things to us. It's all molecules. We, we, everything we taste is, is just a, a random bunch of chemistry. It's like Mr. Science over here. <laughs> That's it, man. Bill, <laughs> so, Bill so the guy, the science guy. is over here. <laughs> I wouldn't. That, that's like what? That, that's ridicule. Well, man. You, you can't say that about him. Why Bill not? Nye? I don't like Bill Nye. He's like Bill, like Bill Nye. He's like Goldberg was uh, possessed by Bill Nye. <laughs> that, that is a that, weird that, image to come. But that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I like mean, that. you know yeah, your I'm, stuff, I'm, but you're you're badass. I'm picturing that now in my yeah. head of Bill Nye and and. Uh, and yeah, All right, child. so we gotta do a mashup. <laughs> We gotta do a Goldberg, Goldberg, <laughs> Bill Nye, Bill just Nye like merge. Like, that's it. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so now you keep talking about the vanilla character. Now that vanilla is that actually being extracted from? Now what are these barrels made of? So they're oak barrels. Oak barrels. Yeah. So is that vanilla yeah. coming from the oak? The, the charring, as it, so the caramelizing of the the inside of the oak barrel um, will bring in toffee and vanilla, vanillinin. I think it's called. It's literally like a, a molecule called vanillinin. Um, that comes through, and, and we perceive that tasting like vanilla. Can you spell that? I cannot. No. <laughs> so the Don't Hefe- look at me. <laughs> you, guys, you guys did a Hefeweizen, um, and in Hefeweizen yeast, the, the Weinstefaner yeast, um, th- it produces a lot of clove notes and then banana notes. Yeah, that, where does that banana come from? It's called isomol acetate. It's actually a molecule that we perceive as tasting like banana. And so the, the yeast, that's a byproduct of that yeast. So the certain kinds of yeast, the, the, um, you might have gotten a little banana notes on that rye saison because the saison None. yeast no so the, the the spicier phenols so the phenols and esters esters in in beer are the fruitier flavors whereas phenols are the more spicier flavors and they're all byproducts of fermentation and, and what the yeast excrete when they're doing their job where did you go to school i don't know because phenol and esther to me sound like two old <laughs> jewish ladies this is i mean again I'm a, i was <laughs> you, i was a fitness major Ger- did you yeah, go to I germany I no I, I wish I, that'd be great i literally so you guys i mean this is a podcast it's very meta to be talking yeah. about podcasts on a podcast but i i pretty much taught myself how to brew beer through podcasts like when i was i was working in and at the time um doing private investigations actually for my my mother owned an investigation company that's right did surveillance you, did, did yes. you add that yeah. to your list yeah you were All talking right. about surveillance yeah yes. yeah so i would spend a lot of time sitting for eight hours at a time in my car waiting for something to happen and <laughs> so and actually you mentioned howard stern earlier i i when when he first went to satellite radio is when i was in my car a lot so i bought a serious satellite radio and just sat and listened to that for most of the time but then at like noon when it was over, I had nothing to do for like the next four hours. So when I started getting into homebrewing, um, I found the Beersmith podcast and I found some, you know, a couple other podcasts, um, uh, The Beerists, w- which we talked about before, right. which is just a cool like beer rating show. But and then but the Beersmith one that is he, a cool show. Yeah. He, he, so Brad Smith is the guy who makes the Beersmith software, which most homebrewers and even pro brewers, I use it still. 
Um, and he has a podcast where he interviews everyone in the industry. So like Charlie Bamforth is, a, is the guy who teaches brewing science at UC Davis. And he has him on for an episode talking about foam stability. Wow. So I would literally sit in my car with a notebook. I have two or three notebooks that I still have oh stashed somewhere. And I, I took it like a correspondence course. I'd sit Excellent. there and take notes on so, temperature and all this. So what have you learned from li- listening to our podcast? <laughs> I've learned all about cannibals. <laughs> yes. See, you can learn something from our show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cannibal. It's cannibal oh, time. We got a special one for you today. Since you we're on, a special cannibal for us? Since we're on the bourbon-y, boozy side of the stouts. Um, yeah, so th- this one is a, it's a 2017 Sam Adams Utopia. So all your beer geek whoa, guys whoa. out there are, are getting creamy right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, Tyler. Right. So this this one, uh, yeah, they, they do one every year. Um, I got this one last last year or this year. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was a 2007 vintage, and it's it's 28 percent alcohol on this one. So Whoa. it's one of the highest beers that is actually brewed to that like that without being distilled. So it's That's not cool it's not bottle. technically a spirit. All right, so we're going. Yeah. Now this is a Let's shot, or should I sip it? I would, I would sip it. I would sip smell it, sip it. You can do it as a shot. You're gonna, Ooh, boy. You're gonna, <laughs> Ooh. One sniff, I'm like, Hua. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you think we can you're get like an Al Uber? Al Pacino. <laughs> we can get an Uber to Pizza House? I think so. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, you're going to get a big – so this is barrel age, too, Ooh, as well. Um, and, wow. and it's just amazing. They do it. It's a little different every year. It's very cool. This is gangster right here. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep looking at it. I don't even want to drink it. It smells like, it smells like, it's got high octane, but it also smells like pancakes. Yeah, maple syrup. I think it smells like pancakes. I get big maple notes on this one, um, this year's version. It's it's warm, but it's not hot. It's it's really. I, I mean, and how much does a bottle of that go for? It's around like two, three hundred bucks per bottle. You, you're wasting that on us. I know. <laughs> I, 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 you guys had to. I, I pulled out the good stuff for you guys today. We feel like royalty. <laughs> I mean, look how thick I that mean, is. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like a, it sticks to the glass. If it's you guys cool. can see this, you can't because this is audio. But man, that looks like some. Yeah, you know, someday we'll have YouTube. One day. One day. <laughs> Uh, maybe give us some feedback. If yeah, we give us feedback. If you want us, if you want to look at us, let us know. <laughs> People are like, what are you doing YouTube? I don't know. Who wants to watch us? Right. But I do have to say, this is very smooth. Is yeah. Smooth? Oh yeah. Mm. Like I said, you can do it as a shot, but you, you can also sip it and with Whoa. your pinky out. You got to have a pinky Ooh, out. When you indeed. <laughs> and I need a nice. Uh, wow. <sighs> that is a delicious. Nice, a nice Cuban. I'll see a nice yeah, Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. A nice Cuban. By a room. fire pit. Oh yeah. Mm. That's all day long. This, yeah. is, this is a nice sipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. This is the most sophisticated pinky up cannonball I think I've ever <laughs> heard done I, on this yeah, show. Like <laughs> eight, eight, 82 episodes. That's definitely the most expensive drink we've ever had. I think. <laughs> I feel like royalty. <laughs> I know. I know. You, see, you should see his face. See, Keg's, we, Keg's face. He's savoring it. We, we've made it. Yes. Look yes. At this. <laughs> we, we've made it, Johnny Benson. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Oh, cheers. Oh, cheers. Shout out to the 1056 podcast. You could bask in our glory. <laughs> <laughs> they would have a field day with the, with the, with the label art on this thing. Like they would, yeah, they love I mean, label art. What do, you yeah. think of, what do you think of can art? Do you, do you think the can art makes a difference? Or? I mean, you know, for me, uh, a lot of times, I've the, some of the beers that have had the best can art, I, I've not liked. Oh, so. you're familiar with Pipeworks. I'm very, I'm very familiar with Pipeworks. Um, 
I think one of the big exceptions to that rule here in the state is mm-hmm. uh, um, abomination. Abomination beers, I've I think they're they're pretty much knocking them out of the park. I mean. I see some rolling eyes here. You, you guys have had some of their stuff? No, I was just going to say, that's an abomination. <laughs> we, we have had abomination, right? Have we? I believe they we have. have. Dude, they we've have, had so many beers, man. Keep, keep they have amazing uh, can art. Amazing we can got to document this stuff, yeah. man. Don't get me wrong. Pipe art, it's like, it's like the best graffiti ever. Dude, oh, Ninja yeah. versus Unicorn? Oh, it's a cool, oh, yeah. it's a coolest Crazy, thing. Man. It's, like, it's cool. like Marvel Comics. Yeah, so just buy it and put it on your shelf and don't drink the beer. That's you're it. Also, <laughs> you're just collecting art. Yeah, when you think of it, too, like uh, Clown, was it Clown, clown Shoes? Clown Shoes, yep. They have some crazy art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their beer is okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, they're I don't, a harpoon. I don't know, mind spin off or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, look we don't really have a, a, a can presence right now, so you know, label art's tough. I mean, I, I get it. Um, I think less is more. Yeah, I mean, places like um, Fox Farm. You know what I mean? Their 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 beer is amazing, but their label art is super simple. simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dockside has simple cans, and they got good beer. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't care don't what Jeff Marker says. <laughs> Well, I think if you're putting that much emphasis on on the can art, mm-hmm. you should also put the same emphasis on in the beer, the, the content yeah, inside it. of that aluminum can. But I, I mean, I get it because, like, if you think about it, the shelf space in any state right now is is it's so insane. Like the the amount of craft beer that's on shelves, so you kind of almost have to stand out. Oh yeah, and, yeah I agree with that. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. so you either stand out by really really good can art or really really plain can art. Either way, it's gonna pop. And if you just have mediocre, you're you're gonna be lost in a sea of everything else. That's going on out there or can art like crimson cove i love their can art i love it yeah. their can art yeah. is great i don't think i've had their can. we actually have their fancy our admiral fancy on right now really yeah, yeah. i just had some this weekend yeah we got it on draft right now i found it and i drank it shout out to the boys at crimson cove man. yeah that was a great James episode <laughs> you heard that one huh? oh, oh yeah, yeah those yeah, guys yeah, are nuts yeah. yes i yes, love to yes, hang with yes, those guys it's yeah. not like fun all right we got to make that happen We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. we should so do, we do an episode all together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we should do a hangout episode. Yes. Yes. Ooh, right. a hangout episode. <laughs> hang out at Illicit. <laughs> yeah. You want to hang out with us at Illicit? Let us know. We'll have to do it out at the fire pits. I'll just hang oh. out. Oh. You, you guys got fire pits over oh. there? Two, uh, two propane fire pits out back. Yeah. Oh, in the back, yeah. Right over by Marilyn Manson. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Marilyn, Marilyn Manson Monroe. Monroe. That's it. A collective sip. Speaking of the building. Now, what was this before it was a brewery? So paper this, mill. yeah, paper mill. Back in the 1800s, this was a, a paper mill. Um, Hockenham, Hockenham River. That's the word I was looking for before when we were chatting. The Hockenham River runs right behind here, and there's a really cool walking trail um, that goes starts in our parking lot, essentially, right between the buildings, and then goes all the way up and around um, the dikes that used to divert water from the river <laughs> to the mill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you said dike, and he, and he immediately, immediately thinks of my ex-wife. Immediately. Immediately. That was immediate. Immediately he thinks of my ex-wife when he's thinking dike. All that right, shout like out the, to Kanga. That was the best 12-year-old response I've ever heard in my life. Instantaneous. <laughs> he's, dykes, right? he's singing Melissa Etheridge over there the minute you said dikes. <laughs> oh, water, come over. Why, why do you think I'd be thinking of Kinga? What? I wouldn't think of Kinga. I didn't even think of Kinga until you said it. Well, now, well, I don't know. Oh, Maybe I, on, I, thought, I thought of my ex-wife. Like, uh, <laughs> I was just being sophomoric. That's it. That's, all. that's what we do on the show. great. I mean, that's the best, best part. But why Kinga? Because she's our number one dyke, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Not Gina? We know a few. We know a few. And a shout out to all of them. We love y'all. We love lesbians because they have good taste. Listen, I can't even call pliers dykes anymore. <laughs> Because it's offensive. Yeah, no, no, no cancel culture on the show. No. Not allowed. We, we can say whatever we want. 
That's good. I think. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I think maybe the 28% is kicking in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we might have gotten to it. Hey, let's try more of your beer. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's go on the topic of beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, I got another paddle here. Um, oh. This one, well, you know what? I feel like we probably should have brought some water because we just went real heavy on the on the, the, the pallet. Your pallet's probably pretty wrecked right now. We could do that. We could take a... We don't need no stinky water. Don't need no don't water? Don't need water. <laughs> Only if you guys want water. That's up to you. You're the boss. You're, I, don't, you, well, you know. I mean, this, you're going to taste this IPA next, and it's going to taste nothing like an IPA. I do have some bourbon. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll it's get some very, water. I'll tell you really what. we got bourbon in our mouth right now. I'll tell you what. bourbon there, man. Let's take a water break. Take a whiz break. A pause for the cause, if you will. And we'll be back with more beer from Alyssa. Any day now. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, there you are. We're at Elicit. Brian is uh, giving us a heaping help of hospitality. I feel at home. I feel at home. How many rooms are in this home? There's a lot of rooms in here. Um, this, they, their concept for this place was, is really cool because it's one of those like something for everybody kind of places. Um, so if you got a, a group of friends and, and one of them's a big beer geek and one of them's into wine, one of them's into bourbon, and one just wants to play some video games, like you can all agree on coming here um, because we've got all of that stuff plus the outdoor outdoor patios and stuff. So where we're, we're I can't even talk now. Where we're at right now is uh, is stuff right yeah, now. is the craft cocktail bar. Um, so this is the upstairs room. Um, this bar has all of the specialty cocktails, all of the high-end bourbons and That's mezcals it. and all the fun stuff. Kind of speak easy like. Yes, very, yeah. very. And then uh, downstairs in the main tap room, we have the, the, the 50 draft lines down there. And then it's more of kind of like a sports bar kind of setup. There's a lot of big TVs. We have a 14-and-a-half-foot television, I think it is. It's gigantic. What? Yeah, it's, it takes up a whole wall uh, downstairs. But let's talk about the iron that's down there. So yeah, <laughs> the faux iron—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's, it's a big secret, right? I'm, 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 so when they when they built this whole place out, um, well, is it a secret? Because maybe we shouldn't talk about it. No, I, I think most people would maybe know. And I don't. I'm not giving too much away. But well, I know. The, the funny story was is that they have these big steel-looking girder beams that they they built the whole main bar down out of. Um, and I was here setting up uh, when they were building out, um, and. I remember this one dude out in the parking lot picks up two of these giant steel girder looking things and starts walking towards the, the building. And I, I double took. I was like, what, wait, what? And then I went over and, and the dude's so, a monster. I was like, dude, this, this guy is you. So it was a bit, he was a pretty big dude, but I'm like, no way. And so it was, it was actually PVC. And it, so, but it looks, it looks like spot on. So there's a lot of stuff in here that is steel. And then there's some stuff that's, that looks like steel, but isn't so, it's so cool because they they just they put it all together seamlessly. Oh, so you definitely yeah. have to come down and take a look. Oh no doubt. Yeah, and then in regular times we have a um, another room that's a karaoke lounge. So we had karaoke Ooh. in there. Um, you can't sing inside apparently now, so we have no karaoke lounge. Um, <laughs> but when is it when, because of the spittle? It, probably, yeah. yeah. 
But then we also have an arcade, so it has all the old retro games like the the Simpsons uh, coin-op games and Street Fighter Two and you know all the all the cool pinball games and stuff. So. That's wild. Imagine catching COVID by karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you, how'd you go out? <laughs> Singing Journey. Hey, I got you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the super spreader room, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we X'd out all that, but yeah, someday when when all goes we'll back, back to normal, we'll we'll be back at that. I mean, I remember when I first came in a few weeks ago, and the leather couches and the tables, and I was like, man, this place is bougie. We <laughs> got the man, whole plush. the whole little lounge plush. area up front. Yeah, it's very cool, and plus the full kitchen. So we, you know, we have all our pizzas and tacos, and it's ooh, mostly bar ooh, bite stuff. Tacos. But That's quite yeah. a menu. Oh yeah, yeah. So these guys, the owners, are from the Eli's Restaurant Group. Um, oh. Okay. So, yeah, well, you got so, some good food then. Yep. Yep. So these guys know what they're doing with uh, with the kitchen for sure. Excellent, man. Is that like Eli's on Whitney? Yeah. Yeah. Eli. Yeah. Oh, many Eli's. Eli's in Branford. Eli's Branford, in Milford. Orange. Yeah. yeah. Orange. Yeah. So and and hmm. actually our license has just changed here. Um, so we're now a production brewery. So we can we can now send out kegs of our beer to all the other restaurants. Before we couldn't do that because we were a brew pub and we were only allowed to sell the beer on premise that we made here. So they've been itching to, you know, the, the other general manager has been itching to get some of our beer on. So now you can you can get it there. Hey, you know what? Get some of your beer on. I do. Let's taste some. <laughs> Let's get some. What we got? All right. So starting at the paddle uh, handle here. Um, this one I just kegged yesterday. So this is super, super fresh, fresh to death. Freshy, fresh. Uh, helicopter dad. Helicopter dad. IPA. Are you a helicopter dad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I, I well, no, my my wife's a helicopter mom. She's she's up in it, but uh, I I'm always here, so <laughs> I see my kids occasionally. I think I had this when I was here last. Oh, yeah, it was probably the last batch we had. It smells delightful. Yeah, fruity on the nose. Got Very kind nice. of that light citrus notes, little candied orange peel. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely get the orange peel. Mm-hmm. Good beer, man, beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm happy with how this mm. batch came out. You know how some IPAs just punch you in the face with yeah. the freaking hops? This is not like that. This is very drinkable. Yeah, this is what we call New England style. You know, what would be called a New England style IPA. It was generally more hop fruity forward. Um, so you get that hop presence. All the fruit and the notes that you're getting in here is all hops, but it's it's just done in a way that's not aggressive. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of uh, whirlpool, a lot of uh, dry hopping. Very smooth. Yeah, very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah, very good, John. Yep. Good beer. Thank you. Yeah, so then that one, uh, that one was a big. Uh, I think that one, the first batch I did was uh, Thanksgiving, not this past year, but the year before. We opened in November of 2019, and uh, I, I, like I said, I have four fermenters, the seven barrels, and then I have one 15, which is so I can double batch into that one. And this was the first beer I brewed a double batch of, and we released it Thanksgiving weekend. So it was, I kegged it, I transferred it, I. I you know, it was still early on. It was maybe my fifth beer I brewed here, so I was still kind of dialing in the um, uh, the, the yields and how much to, to, that I'm going to get out of it. Anyway, long story short, I, I filled one seven-barrel bright tank, um, and then the other one was about five barrels worth. So I kegged off one seven, figuring, all right, this beer's going to last us a couple weeks. I was So we were closed Thanksgiving Day. Friday, I was actually over at the homebrew shop. Uh, they do a Black Friday thing, so I was brewing with those guys over there. Mm. Came back Saturday morning. And that entire seven barrel batch that I had kegged off was gone. Wow. In in like three days. I was like, this is supposed to be like two weeks worth of beer. <laughs> so I'm scrambling to keg up the other so carbon up the other one, kegged it up, and the rest of it was gone by the end of the weekend. So we literally went through like 
an entire 15 barrel batch of beer in a weekend uh, that's, that's how much volume beer. we were doing prior to to covid shutdown that's some good beer man now yeah. did this open up in the covid era no we actually got we had a few months yeah few so months. it's still 2019 uh again we, we were open in november and then we got through the first holiday season and then it was uh saint patty's day of 2020 yeah, that the full plug that's the year got we lost St. Day. Yeah. yeah. So and we had already bought all of the uh we had a ton of Guinness, I had a ton of um uh, Bud Light in the green cans. Mm-hmm. Um and then we had a ton of corned beef back in the kitchen and they, they literally like the day before told us you can't have people in the building anymore. And, that's and horrible. What do you do with all that <laughs> corned beef, so man? Just like I think they brought it to like shelters and stuff and, Oh yeah. And, yeah. So but but we we literally were sitting on all this beer because we again we were ordering really heavy at the time because we were going through so much, and from then on we luckily I just got a crowler machine uh, delivered that week, and I scrambled and set it up because from there we pivoted to doing only to go sales uh, after that so it was literally went from probably close to like a hundred employees with all the you know the food runners and the bartenders and everybody in here prior to covid yeah. down to two of us oh it was my it was me can and you, emily alone in this building for two months can you imagine having the coolest place to hang out in the world and you can't <laughs> hang out there what, so we did we we literally oh, you guys had a blast so we we, we had this that whole was like place a clubhouse i uh, we built a gym in in the downstairs we cleared uh, tables nice. out of the tap room to build a gym i i brought in i have kettlebells and trx's and a spin bike and we set up a little circuit in here and like we, we might have to hit did, did you have the hats on with the beer cans yeah, and the straw yeah, and seriously you're on the, so i'd be pedaling and the, then we'd get a like a, an order would pop up on the on the ipad for a to-go order and i'd get off the bike i'd run over i'd crawl her up a couple of things put them in the cooler and then go back to pedaling waiting for the person to show up that's amazing <laughs> i was in yeah. better shape then than i am now oh we gotta come we, see, you, you can come <laughs> here and drink beer. beers and get in shape yeah, i like that man it was funny and let me ask you something you during the break told me there was a time where you hated beer. I did, I did. College, I was, I was not. So I, I, I'm realizing now, thinking about like because we were talking, you know, all the stuff, the questions you guys sent me. That I'm like, I've been several different people throughout my life, like distinctly different people. Yeah, who hasn't? And when I was in college, I did not drink beer at all because in college it was like natty ice in the back of someone's dorm that you know so. I'd rather not than drive drink water before that. But I, I was a I was a hard alcohol guy, so I'd, I'd mix drinks and cocktails and stuff. And you know, me and my roommates would go out to clubs and wear you know the tight shirts and the and the khakis. Cannonball, oh, that, yes, <laughs> cannonball time. I think I, I think that deserves a cannonball. But yeah, so that was that was I was not a beer person at all. Um, and then uh, yeah, then I got into it. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm well, I, it. I tell you, man, 2018 in the summer, I was in the best shape of my life. Fall of 2018, we started this podcast. I'm the State Puff Marshmallow Man now. Yeah, seriously. I'm the same way. Yeah. I laughed the other day because um, you know the, the, the Thor um, in oh that was quite a pop. That's it. <laughs> um, Got my attention. Uh, the the Thor in Endgame where he's all like uh, out of shape and and you know over. so I was putting the, the 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 two pictures side by side and I posted it. I'm like this is me when I was in fitness this is me now I'm in craft hey, thank beer. shout out to Thor to making uh, being right. being plump cool right exactly yeah all look right at, ooh doing a cannonball what are we cannonballing there cannonballing right. so uh, this is um see this is the rye from uh, board, uh boardroom spirits down in oh, pennsylvania yeah. and it has a train on it yeah that so it's nice take those trains i love trains here we go 
Thank you. We did a little field trip down there uh, a little while back. So, so the, the guys that own this place, um, they've been wanting to do a distillery. Um, nice smell, though. Yeah. It's great. More maple. More Get maple, that, man. That, that yeah, maple leaves back in there. So, um, yeah, so that they we went down and, and chatted with some guys down there and kind of kind of this has been my project now is trying to learn the whole distilling side of wow, the, the yeah. you know the, the alcoholic beverage side of things so unlike home brewing you're not really supposed to just start doing it at home on your own yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. all right so we, so is, it, is, we it, is this a shot this is a, i think this is a shot right is a shot. Can suck it right down yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, we, wait, oh we gotta we gotta do the tap, tap right just spear me folks Jeez, for you. Let's, go. let's toast to Jess Beer. Jess. Cheer for you, Jess. Go. All right. You heard that tap in. Oh. Woo! Yeah, so that's their rye. <laughs> that's smooth. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. Not bad, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, so it's, it's been an interesting journey now. My sinuses to... are now clear. It's <laughs> just okay. to get it all out. Ooh. Ooh. So, and then with that, we should probably just go right into the next beer then, right? We'd yeah, have a chaser, sure, sure. like a boiler maker. So this is actually, um, I, I did a Vienna lager, and um, so first Vienna lager that I did, and then- Look how it, clear that is. That's yeah. very clear. You can so see right nice through it. clean? Yeah. I, wow. I, for me, if, it, if you're calling something a lager, it, it's got to be clear. Like, it, oh, that's nice. nice. You can't not. So yeah, Kind of a cloudy lager. Yeah, Ooh, It smells so sweet, too. So mm. what I did with this one is I put vanilla and allspice in. Mm. So this is the winter spiced version of that uh, of that Vienna lager. So hey, this is another one I split batch. You get that vanilla? Yeah, vanilla, spice. allspice. All right. It's going to mm. Kelly, going for that sip. So I, could, I, could, I like to see your uh, Oh, you like reaction. to look at my face, too. <laughs> yeah, I like to look at you <laughs> tasting beer before. That way I know. Uh, I Can I call Cannonball before I take No, this? we just had a Cannonball. A uncomfortable. <laughs> you just had a Cannonball. Drink that oh, beer. feeling a little uncomfortable that you're, like, looking at my face. No, <laughs> no, no. Not looking at your face, your facial expression oh, while you drink beer. Okay. <laughs> that makes I, it okay. I, thank you. This is why okay. we need YouTube, so you can see the facial expressions. That's it. <laughs> can, he can't even I take can't the sip now. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna blow it all oh, over the place. If Keg likes it, you know it's good. Hey man, if you're gonna spew, spew into, into this. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Mikey's likes it. Keg went for the sip. See, he's thinking, he's thinking, deep in thought, deep in thought. I like it. Oh, Keg all likes right. it. Hey Keg. All right. All right. Let's see how we go. Let's I definitely get the vanilla on the back end. Yep. And now I'm getting the allspice. So yeah, you, so you, you get the vanilla first, and then you get the oh, allspice. Oh man, it's kind of kind of going for like a winter warmer kind of thing. Yeah, um, this is actually the last log of it we have on here. But um, it was inspired by uh, nor'easter. You guys got the you're both wearing hooker hats today, so yeah. um, that wasn't planned. Yeah. And we're not talking about prostitution, <laughs> prostitution either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. So I, I actually did uh, the first brewery I ever went to was Thomas Hooker Brewing. In uh, you know, again, it was one of my home training clients. Uh, was a home brewer. And this was, again, I was in that phase of not liking beer at all. You went and to the bingo hall over in uh, Bloomfield? The Bloomfield bingo hall, yeah. yeah. it looks like a bingo hall. It does. When it we pulled up, Johnny goes, what's this, a bingo hall? <laughs> it so I'm does. Like, oh, look at that. It looks B4. Like <laughs> right. But, yeah, he, so my, the home brewer guy was like, try this. And he kept trying to get me to make, you know, get me to try his beer. And I was like, wow, this is really good. So, anyway. He, he was always going over there, so they, they brought me the first time to a brewery, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Shout out to Kurt. Yeah. And then um, Kurt actually bought the building next door, so now both yeah. of those buildings um, are 
or um, I, actually when I was there. With the uh, canine control next door? Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you pull in between those two buildings, there's actually a pipeline now that goes across. Um, and they, they call it the Trans-Bloomfield Pipeline. But all of, the, all of the brewing and the fermentation is done in what used to be the, the, the main brewery. Then it's uh, piped across for the cold side to Bright Tank and Packaging now. Actually, that uh, that was going on while I was there. So I painted, I did all the painting in the tap room. That's the tap room now and back. I did the flooring and tiled his bathroom in his new in his new office space over there. So I was I was Bob Vila for a while. So when we do happy get happy little the, trees, yeah. Oh, wrong Bob, but okay. that's Bob Ross. But that's <laughs> who's Bob Vila? Bob Vila. Oh, the park carpenter. Yeah. Hi. You see, you trust know. me, the beer works here at Alyssa. That's great. Happy little trees. <laughs> Cake's losing it. Cake's losing it. You can't even. You can't bring it back in. <laughs> that was not a fart. That was not <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on our cozy little uh, uh, pleather chairs up here, and, and just, I moved. <laughs> so he says. Uh, it was not a fart. <laughs> so he says. Maybe it was. I Maybe don't smell anything yet, so. <laughs> anyway. Um, Lizy poop. Get over it. Thank okay? you. Okay? That's for you. <laughs> thank you. That's awesome. So where were we? Uh, we were drinking some. Del- this is very good. Yes. Nor- uh, so uh, the long story of that, that whole thing uh, was Nor'easter. Thomas Hooker does a Nor'easter, which is a, a spiced version of one of their lagers. And so that kind of inspired me to do, do ours here, and people seem to like it. So, <laughs> still, still trying. Well, you snicker, still and I was like, son of a gun, so, here we go. So, is there, like, any kind of copyright infringement, like, issues, like, uh, so someone made this type of beer, and, and then you kind of put your own little spin on it? Has anybody been like, that's my beer, you used our recipe, and <laughs> next thing you know, there, there's some kind of court battle? Well, look, in all, in all fairness, I, I, I never used anybody's recipe, so I don't have access to, to any of the recipes, but... Again, beer is you, it's so the, universal. The proprietary stuff is is usually more of the marketing, right? So you you, you get your copyright stuff for the the beer names, the label arts, the things like that. Recipes are recipes. It's like saying you know the, the chicken parm at one place is different than a chicken parm at another. It's, it's still chicken and sauce, and you, there's only so many things you can put into a beer, essentially. It's like making chocolate chip cookies from Toll House, right? Right. Yeah. So I recipe mean, it's a recipe, man. And the difference is, if I if I took a, a recipe from somewhere else and brewed it here, it would still come out tasting different because yeah, there's. Because yeah. the, you made it better. Well, the, no, this, <laughs> the system that you're brewing it on, um, the fermentation vessel that you're you're fermenting it in, the water, our water here is terrible uh, for brewing, and I'm happy that I'm able to make decent beer. Interesting. Out of it. Yeah, because the the water here is super super hard. It's a well water on this side of Manchester, yeah. and it rotates between a couple different wells th- randomly throughout the year. And I never know when my water profile is switching, so I'm constantly just like, okay, today my pH numbers are all off, so I got to add more acid, and I, they must have changed a well for, for for this week. So that's why they can't make really good pizza up this way, right? I mean, everyone says that, right? We've got actually I have, we have a Pepe's uh, down the street from me in West Hartford. What did they bring the water from New Haven? I don't they know. Must, they, <laughs> they, they must they bring do. like massive water trucks and just. But yeah, so like when, when breweries are either changing location or doing like a second production facility, like the water is really important. Like when Oscar Blues, you know, went and 
did their thing from where they were down in South Carolina. Like the water profile where they're at and what changes and adjustments you have to do to your water makes a big deal, like a big difference. And this is why New Haven is the capital of pizza. That's it. Yeah, because New Haven's a cesspool. You don't, <laughs> if you don't believe us, ask uh, my man from Barstool. Yeah. Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. He says mm-hmm. New Haven's number one for really? pizza. In the world. In the world. In the world. In the world. Okay, New Jersey people. Oh I love you, New Jersey people, but our pizza's better. Oh, boy. I mean, New Jersey stinks. It is a cesspool. <laughs> but. They're throwing down. But I, I Pizza's know. better in New Haven. But we got, we got friends in New Jersey, right? Do we? Sharon Simon. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're going to get emails. <laughs> Definitely get emails. Uh, we're going to talk some tunes when we come back. We always ask everybody about what kind of music they listen to. And I know, Brian, you gave us a list of some of your favorite bands. So we're going to come back and we're going to hear some of your favorite music. And while we're at it, we'll drink some more beer. Sounds good to me. Having fun with Brian and Alyssa. Manchester, Connecticut. Come through, have a few brews. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Having a blast with Brian at Illicit Brewing in Manchester, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. What's on tap? I think we're up to the uh, um, coffee milk stout. Whoa, 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 whoa. Coffee and milk in a stout? That's three of my favorite things. Sounds like morning to me. That's three of the four favorite food groups, right? I suppose we should have led with this one, right? Like, this is 9.30 in the morning. We should have been drinking coffee milk stout. That's it. It is not even lunchtime, and we're already lit. Ooh, that sounds delicious. (laughs) How we doing? Yeah, so it's a a base milk stout. It's lactose, obviously, in there. Um, Hope you guys aren't lactose intolerant. I was just going to ask you. Does it really make a difference if uh, anybody is lactose intolerant? Yeah, I mean, so it, it, you, it's technically not a food allergy, I guess, so you don't have to. It's not required to be on a label, I think. Like you would have to say with nuts, like a tree allergy, tree nut allergy, people could actually die. You're not going to die if you're lactose intolerant and you drink it. You're just going to crap your brains out, and it's not going to be fun time. Oh, no. But even if you're not lactose intolerant and you drink a ton of, like, milkshake IPAs, you're still going to have a bad time in the in the bathroom the next day. It's just, it's just science. Cannonball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said the word. Oh, oh, my goodness. That means we've got to go to the Long Branch next. Ooh, bring out the good stuff. All right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll line it up. Which one so, was your cannonball? Uh, yeah, oh, this that, one. That's fine. So, like what we were talking about during the break, when, when it comes to you know any one of the beers that you brew, how many times say like for Helicopter Dad, how many times has that gone through any kind of change based on you know palate, based on feedback? Yeah, I mean, so that's I think part of and again, I'm. I talk to my knowledge of the brewing industry and I, I never actually went to school for this, so I don't ever claim to know everything and I'm always constantly trying to learn from guys. But I think part of that is why, like you asked before about like a recipe being like proprietary mm. Re- recipe, it, beer is an agricultural product. So changes in, in hops from year to year are going to make changes in your beer. So a recipe is not necessarily a static thing that, that is always done. 
it's more about your your system and your processes and then you know based on the hops you get on a certain year the alpha acids might be different so you might have to change how much hops you're putting in at different times based on you know what what you're getting the raw materials you're getting and grain from year to year is going to be different you know some places like ours water could change from month to month so to say that uh, my recipe for this is something that is you know a a specific thing that i'm guarding you know most most brewers that's not the way they they some you know some places obviously are really tight-lipped about what they do and certain specific processes but for the most part i've it's been my experience that that people are usually willing to share and and to you know to help out well i think as a whole the whole beer community is great oh it's awesome everybody pitches in everybody you know works together that's it oh yeah and in connecticut especially connecticut just has a great beer culture like starting you guys are you know hanging around with a lot of home brewers and that's where I got my start, and, and just the group there it was just so cool. You know what I mean? When you show up to festivals and stuff. Oh, and, always fun, man. Oh, we just going around. Fun. I miss that. That's, that's the, one of the biggest things I miss yeah, in that's, this that's COVID the era. Blast. The blast that we've had at all these different uh, homebrewer shows yeah. is great. And everybody's doing something cool and something different, and they're 100% like, up for sharing. Like when we were doing those, like if someone came over and like, oh, my God, that tastes so good. Like how did you get that pineapple Hefeweizen to taste like that? And I'm just like... I was, you know, we cold fruited it and, you know, I done it a couple different ways and, and I'm going to share so that you don't have, you know, so the guy I'm talking to doesn't have to sit there and do all the million things that I had to do. And it, it was, and when I, you know, when I went and asked questions to other people, they, they were a hundred percent like willing to share how they did things. And well, that's kind of the thing for us is like, we want to just taste as much beer as we can and different types of styles of beer. We don't drink beer to get drunk. It happens. <laughs> it happens. It's a byproduct it's of the process. It's never the plan. The plan is never we want to get hammered. Right. The plan is we want to taste as much different types of styles of beer as we can. I've had this conversation with my wife so many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we never have a – it's never Honey, why are you our trying? idea. Like, we want to be, not be able to walk <laughs> after we have enough beer, but – but that was the thing. So, like, my wife doesn't drink at all. and that, That's perfect for you. <laughs> That's perfect. You have a designated driver. We always driver. had a built-in designated driver, yeah. except That's she also it. doesn't want to go to the places I want to go to have a Does beer. Does she come here? Uh, she's been a couple times. But, uh, like, I get it. You know, she, yeah. she doesn't she, – it's not her thing. So, uh, for me, it's it's more been like, you know, like uh, – it's funny because she's, she's, she's – I try, I try to make a beer that she'll like to try. And every time I give it to her, oh, it tastes like beer. I'm like, okay, well, it is beer. It's well, beer. Uh, well, that means you did yeah. it right. That's I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'll take that as a, as a good thing. Well, as a, as a stand-up comic, too, it's like I see when comedians bring their girl to a show, and they're sitting there on their phone, and I'm like, wow, wow, your girl came to the show, and they didn't even listen. I'm like, yeah, but do you really want your girl clinging on every word you say on stage? <laughs> no, nah, probably yeah, not. Probably not. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about her vagina. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the vagina, shout out to Cindy Gray. There we anyway. go. <laughs> oh, he's doing his cannonball. We, we, we dropped the ball. We, we, we had, to do the cannonball. He called cannonball before. I, I poured it. and Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, fill, just, fill, uh, fill cake up again. Hold on, hold on. We'll top you up. We got business. We got business to talk about Right before we go. We have another beer. One more beer, too. Tell us yeah. about our last beer. So our last beer, we got uh, um, marriage counseling, which is a great name. Every... So the orig- I tried to go through that, <laughs> but she didn't want no part of it. Just... So this is one of our most popular double IPAs. This is one of the OG recipes. Ooh, oh, it's just got that great smell, right? Hey, did you smell it? 
Oh, yeah, so oh. good. And I love that we poured it a while ago. What it's been sitting here because yeah, this is the right temperature to have this. That's at. right. Beer at the right temperature oh, man. is key. It's just got that dankness to it, and uh, that is so smooth. Mm. I love that this is. one. So oh. the, the funny part about it is so this so, was marriage counseling. Marriage counseling. So the all right. So th- this is like my new favorite. It's nice. And you've been married for fifteen years. I have. Yeah. 15. I have. So he may, he knows marriage. Yeah. And he knows beer. Beer is marriage. So you counseling. know this is good beer. <laughs> hey, hey, the funny, listen, I know counseling too. The funny part of all okay. of our original names of our beers. So this is the Eli's Restaurant Group. So all of the original names that we were putting together. The, the, our director wanted to have E-L-I, Eli, somewhere in order in the name, oh. right? So it became this crazy word puzzle. So that every time we made a beer and we were trying to come up with a name, we'd have to, we'd have to sit and do this word puzzle thing. And we finally abandoned it because it just got, it got too crazy. But if you think marriage counseling in, in there has E-L-I somewhere in it. So we have an amber ale on that's called Spelling Bee Champion. And spelling is spelled with one L. That was really good as well. Yeah. So that, so mm-hmm. it, it was spelled with one L. So yeah. it was kind of a, a little meta joke that a spelling bee champion was spelled wrong. And then it also kept us the E-L-I in the name. So, yeah, marriage counseling came about as part of those original beer names. So you, little, little, little Easter egg. If you can find E-L-I in order somewhere in one of our beer names, that's how you know it was one of the original beers. Wow. Oh, yeah, man. Easter eggs, man. It's like I a like Marvel that. movie. I like <laughs> you that. You can find that. You are a big fan, and your top favorite bands is a band called The Interrupters, who we saw before COVID came. I, I heard that episode you guys talked about. It. I'm so jealous. Honestly, that's one of those bands I didn't find out. Or I didn't find until recently. Um, I, I too. We too. Yeah. We had the best time. It is such a cool band. At that show. I love. I'm, and so, other thing is, there's a lot of when it comes to concerts. I'm. I love to listen to music, obviously, all the time. But going to concerts, a band has to be good live in order to like really enjoy it. And some bands are just not yeah, good live. Yeah, we'll go see anybody. But, <laughs> well, so I'm saying, I've heard that Interrupters are really good live. Oh, amazing. 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 That's what I'm saying. Amazing like, so I, would lo- I don't go to concerts, but I would love to go see that show. You ever been to Toad's Place? I Yeah, I've been to Toad's Place, I think, once or twice. All right. Yeah. So we've been there like a bunch of times. But based on us going to Toad's Place, I've been in so many mosh pits at Toad's Place, never felt the floor... Like flex, wow. like I did at the Interrupter show. That's everybody, that they floor got everybody was, dancing. They were all jumping. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Everybody was jumping. It was no mosh pits, nothing yeah, like yeah. that. But it was just a crazy time. And Amy Interrupter and the rest of the guys yeah, in the it's band. Just, it's just a after cool the show, dance. taking pictures, signing autographs. Yeah, that's stickers. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's awesome. And actually, we like got they a sticker like on, on our box over here. I, I'm I'm jealous because I would love again. So like I didn't get so when I when I'm in the brew house I'll I'll put on Pandora and I'll you know I'll pick a you know what is it a Green Day Radio or Goldfinger Radio or I've been obsessed with Streetlight Manifesto lately. And wow, so '90s. Yeah, like '90s punk ska is kind of my wheelhouse right now. I, again, this goes back to me having been several different people throughout the year. Like when I was in college. You know, going out to clubs, I was listening to techno music. You know what wow. I mean? Wow! <laughs> like the old school, wow. like Darude and stuff like that. I don't see him doing techno. Oh, totally! No, no. no, no you, it was I was the the night at the Roxbury dude with the khakis and the tight shirt bobbing my head. That's it. <laughs> so I get I get the vibe. You're not an '80s hairband guy. No, so uh, there's got to be one band you like from there. I don't like the '80s very much. I, I grew I up in the '80s. I 
please. Listen, we're going to end this right now. Oh, ah. just, All right, we're going to pull the ripcord. We're, we're done pulling it. <laughs> no, 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 I, I want to hear why. I just I, I I connect more to music in my high school, starting in high school. Well, you were in the ni- you were high school. I was in the more nineties in high yeah. school, so I feel like everyone has that like era where like they were at where they musically feel comfortable, and then whatever that is, kind of stays with them through the rest of the life. And we, we were right in that whole in high school. We were at the end of the hair bands into like the grunge, right, right into the grunge. Yeah, yeah. So that's that kind of like even now, if it's a new band that still touches that that part of your brain i feel like you're going to be into it because that's your that's your era that's your jam okay so john mm-hmm. grunge yeah one band pearl jam that's the that's the first oh. thing that comes to my mind allison james i mean i listen to pearl jam live um allison all that stuff i remember having that in my my wheelhouse but never yeah. really like connecting to it it's it's about energy for me like the energy of like punk ska like so eddie vetter if you listen yes 100 and if you listen to 104 every time i've ever put on 104 it just drags you down it's like molasses everybody sounds like shit well i mean if if you lived in washington and it rained every freaking day i think you'd feel the same way but like i'm i'm brewing beer and i'm having fun and i'm i'm i want that vibe you know and so you know, listening to like like Streetlight, listening to uh, Interrupters, yeah. like I put those those playlists on, and and Pandora is kind of cool because it, it'll just put in random shit that I've never even heard before, and I'll go, oh, and I'll look it up, and I'm like, oh, I really dig that. Like, I loved Rancid. I didn't even know there was a um, an Operation Ivy before that because I wasn't immersed in that like music scene. Mm-hmm. I just liked what I liked, and now I listen to Operation Ivy, and like I love it because it's like early Rancid, it's like pre Rancid. Because I was just about to ask, what the hell is that? You never heard of Operation? Oh my God! That's... I'm not a Rancid fan. I mean, I don't oh, know. I'll play some. I'll play you some. I know stuff. the hits. I know. I'll play okay. you some. Stuff. I know the Rooks, the Radicals, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I know some of their stuff. The human but I'm not time really... bomb. Okay, yeah, time bomb. Yeah, all that. I listened to that CD just on constantly when I was in that that yeah. age. You know that yeah. that zone. And now I just it's nostalgic. It's part nostalgic, but it's part also still the vibe I feel like I'm. You know, like. I, Part of me feels like I'm a little stunted in that sense that, like, when I hear that music, it still brings me back to that kind of energy in that place. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. I just always constantly uh, – like, the, the the bartenders, I'm sure they shut the door just because I have that blasting in the brew house <laughs> all the time. And that's just what I vibe And to. that's why the beer tastes that good. <laughs> that's it, man. It's energy. It's the, that, that fast beat, that fast, like, you know, the trumpets are going and the saxophones and sky and, like, all that. It's very – very dense. I just love it. I'm sorry, am I rambling now? You guys are staring longingly no, into each other's eyes. I hear tunes all over the network. Cannonball. Are those tunes playing? Yeah, so the, the, tunes that's where I said, uh, I think it's noon. Is are, it we already open? noon? are we open? We might be I, open downstairs. It is. We're open. We're open downstairs. I, all right, we're open. Hey, so, the sun's up, too. That so means t- we can get some food. Yeah, yeah man. Food. The, the tap room is open downstairs, so you're getting whatever music wafting up from down there. All right, so should we... Um, I hear Journey. Just a small time girl. I'm sorry. Nope. Faith. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he knows Faith. He knows, he knows the I know things. all of that music. I don't choose to listen I, to it on I purpose. Understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I don't hate. I just don't do it on you, purpose. You love the 90s, right? Uh, yeah, 90. I mean... I like certain things from the, like I'm not listening to Backstreet Boys. That was 90s, right? Uh, like, we don't count those. How about Veruca Salt? 
I, I could take some of that, like mm-hmm. some Poe. Yeah, like yeah. I, I get letters it. to Cleo. Oh, letters to Cleo. The, so good. The great part is, is you now are in an age where we can distill all the things we like the most out of a certain era and just See put how you it brought on. that back in. Distill, 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 distill. You brought it back to booze. Does that mean we have to cannonball? You've said cannonball three times and we haven't right. done. Let's any cannonball one more time. Right, well, we, I normally I'll say, tell you what. say are cannibal we, when I'm uncomfortable for whatever it is. Are we going back to the wild turkey or are we going back to the boardrooms? I'm going back to the bathroom, but when we come back, we'll have a cannonball. <laughs> we'll cover our beers. And we'll put a cap on this episode. We're having a blast. That's a lot of beer, man. We haven't even scratched the surface yet. All right, we'll keep going. <laughs> but I got to pee. Oh, yeah. Oh, I missed I missed that one. That's great. We are recording now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Too much fun. Too much. Is Too much good beer. Too much good beer. <laughs> Is there such a thing? Too much cool venue. I think we need to find too much fun. I think we did. I don't think we we hit that pinnacle. Sorry. You think we've hit that pinnacle yet? You you always think you did. Like I said, I thought it was too much coconut, and then it's it's. I'm where telling it you, to be. that coconut was amazing. So there you go. There's no such thing as too much. All right, what are we drinking now? So Hef, you guys you guys brewed a Hef. I, I listened to an old episode where you guys were brewing a Hef. And Thank you for listening. So I had to I had to bring out my Hef and in a wine to, glass. In a, how bougie is that? <laughs> this is this is the craft cocktail bar. So this is all we got up here. This so. is kind of snooty, right? No, it definitely pinkies up. Mm, <sighs> pinkies indeed. up. Yeah. So you're gonna look for your clove, your banana notes. I got my clove banana notes right there. Everything is there. It's it's, it's just good. Smells little, like I just peeled it. Little citrus in the back. A real peeled banana. Wheat cracker. I'm gonna start talking tasting wheat, notes. Wheat cracker. Who are you calling a cracker? <laughs> cracker. <laughs> cracker. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, a hefe, hefe, so hefeweizen or hefeweizen if you're German. Um, the very specific pronunciation of hefe. Hail Hydra. A high f- <laughs> so this is our this is our hefe hefe be bested. hefe lifting. Well, no beer puns, you know. The uh, the beer world is littered with beer puns for names, and we're no no exception. Well, the Germans don't pronounce their W as W; they no, pronounce them V. Hefe Weizen. I found that at working for some uh, Germans, mm-hmm. some German vendors, by the way. <laughs> I'd have to turn in my uh, my German beer specialist pin from from the. Um, you actually Cicero. have a pin. The Cicerone program is actually pretty cool. You oh, learn a lot from that. Oh, we heard about that from Tyler. I'd, ha- I'd have to turn my pin in if I didn't call it Hefeweizen. <laughs> Perfect. From the soul. Double time. Um, we drank a whole ton. So is that like a difficult thing to get through? Because so, I thought about it. It's pretty tough. I mean, so the, the, the initial, the beer server uh, program, uh, they're, they're level one. So it's, it's kind of like a... You think of like a sommelier, there's different levels. So level one for Cicerone is beer server. And that's essentially a 60-question 60, 60 online uh, multiple choice thing, which anyone who's, who's pretty deep into beer should be able to, to get through. There are some questions on beer serving and things like that that you kind of need to know if you were in the industry. But it's not that hard to, to get to that level. 
from there, the second level is you actually have to go and take a, a written test, and you have to have a tasting panel where, with a judge that you're tasting, and you're, you're looking for off flavors and things like that. So it takes a little bit more training to get to a, a certified Cicerone, which is level two. So do you spit or swallow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I guess that's personal. <laughs> that's, a, that's a personal uh, opinion, I guess. Um, but in between there, there's there's a bunch of cool um, specialist courses that you can do online, and it comes with a little book. And I went through all of them, and and it was actually a really cool experience to to learn a lot about you know the beers I'm brewing and the, the backgrounds of it. And oh, we're taking a, we're taking a selfie now. Perfect. So like, like like the whole beer culture now where people are throwing everything into these beers, like and that's like the new cool thing. Like so many bel- complexities, I would imagine. Would you say adjuncts? Adjuncts, yeah. Adjuncts. Everybody's throwing everything good, in. Johnny, good. See, he's, yeah, he's been studying. I'm, I'm learning See, as I go. He's been studying. But if you if if you look at the the history of Belgian beers, they were always doing that. Like they they would put in all kinds of crazy like Belgian candy sugars and things and adjuncts. They were doing all the spice because Belgium was near Denmark and the the whole Danish spice trade. They they would have access to all of these things that the, the corianders and the bitter orange peels, combined with the 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 terroir yeast that they had, the Belgian yeast that would accentuate a lot of those flavors. These guys were putting all that stuff in before it was like not like we're we're doing it now, thinking that we're cool, but like we're just redoing what the Belgians were always doing. So much history. Yeah. And then Germany on the other side was like Reinheitsgebot, and you cannot, you can't put anything except water, barley, and hops into a beer. That's before they even know that yeast was a thing. They eventually amended that law to include yeast because they didn't know that yeast existed, and that's what made the beer. The like, more you know, man. it's crazy. And that's one to grow on. This is the most <laughs> I learned about the Germans in a long time. The Germans, Hefeweizen. I think we need a road trip. Weinstefaner. To Germany? To, yeah. to Weinstefaner. Right, <laughs> you drive. Okay. Right. Now, usually we would go through every beer individually and say what's solid, not solid. But I want to I say we, we might do a waiver because I think every beer was solid. How about we go and say what was your favorite? And I'll start with you who made all the beers. What's Ooh. your favorite of the beers you gave us tonight? Oh, man, that's killer. That's like that's what's your, your favorite, favorite kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even the top three. Even the top in trouble. I, love the, I, I like how the bourbon landed, the bourbon barrel age one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done several variants of that, which, again, I, I, I can do different variants where, where I'm essentially racking it, uh, that beer, onto different things like um, coconut. I did some with um, ch- uh, chocolate and cherries and, and different things. So. Ooh, that I sounds lo- good. I, we actually just kicked yesterday the the chocolate blueberry one. Chocolate blueberry? I know. You, you guys kicked missed that before we came. You guys missed it by like I hours, think. hours. Oh, but I love God. that beer. I, I like I like how it came out. Again, I'm, I'm we old. need to show up earlier next time. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> it was my first my first time a chance to play around with actual barrels, and and it was so much fun to do. Um, so th- that one's got to be up there for sure. I I like the the rye saison. That's just kind of my jam. Um, again, I, I more or less more or less like the, the beers that no like everyone around wants just sours and IPAs, and I get that, and we brew them, and you know I'm I'm really working on that, but that was never my wheelhouse. I was my favorite thing that we brew is our Oktoberfest, and that that was the first beer as a home brewer. I literally went out and got equipment to temperature control fermentation just specifically to to brew an Oktoberfest because I love that style so much. So. That uh, we didn't try today, obviously, because it's 
what April? Yeah, it's April, April now. It, yeah, it is going on to spring. <laughs> and now. I don't have it our Oktoberfest. It's Easter around. time. You don't have anything with Peeps, do you? No, no but no, you no, know good, what? Good, good, good. That's a good thing. We can throw some. Why does everybody hate on Peeps? Well. Peeps I, are good. I think but, they're good. But Pepsi made a Peeps soda. And I don't think you need to mix Peeps with soda. That's too much sugar. That, that might be a bridge too far. I don't think a Peeps beer yeah. would be that good. <laughs> That's kind of gross. I mean, it might be innovative, but. Listen, someone's going to do it, and it's probably going to be decent. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I, that's what I love about, again, Connecticut craft beer. I've been to everybody's breweries. I love everybody's breweries. I love everyone's beer. Everyone's doing something cool, and everyone has their own, like, little niche where like this is like the best version of that thing that i've had and it's different not everybody everyone's doing ipas but not everybody's ipas are great um but everybody does something really cool and that's why i love to go to all these places and try all the flights as i can get and same thing with home brewers i, I miss going to those festivals those are so fun it was just i get to try well, everybody's cool show shit. yeah you need to show up and be like hey well, if there well were you could be existed, like me one day. We're going to host. Uh, uh, we want to host festivals here. I mean, oh, you guys saw man. the back we'll parking lot that we have back there. We'll yeah. be here. This, oh, yeah. I, I would love to do like a, a homebrew fest or like a, just a beer festival. I, I used to do the ones at Eli Cannon's uh, in Middletown. Those were a blast, like charity brew fest. Is Wally still there? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't been there. And again, this COVID time, I don't know who's anywhere anymore. Yeah. So... But like I like smoke in the valleys, like all these places that we, you know, once we get back to that, we had had intended on doing an Oktoberfest's like event. Um, we may, who knows what this year is going to turn out to be, but we're going to try and maybe do something like that. So, again, it's it's all up in the air right now, but we will do fests. We will get back into that stuff. When I first started here, I wanted to do a homebrew night, you know, where to have homebrewers come in. And we'd hang out, you know, get some pizzas and, and try everyone's home brews and stuff. And everything just kind of collapsed because we were only a That'd few months so in. Cool. But, yeah, all these things are in the in the pipeline. It's just a matter Best of community, man. Right, when man. we get back to doing all this stuff. Keg Kettles, do you have a beer that stands out as maybe your favorite or maybe one or two? Helicopter Dead. Helicopter Dead, it. you like that, right? I did like it. I'm not a helicopter dad, but I did <laughs> like the beer. Yeah, that's that one's actually like I said, super fresh. Um, yeah, that yeah. one and our marriage counseling tend to be. I the, do like that one as well. Yeah, those two are, are really stand out that that people seem to really respond well to. I and think it could be because of the name. And I think my favorite. I mean, without a doubt, that coconut was on point. Nice. Oh yeah, the coconut too. Yeah. Oh, coconut IPA, <laughs> but so much delicious, delicious stuff. And I did man. like the hefeweizen. I still have some. I'm enjoying it. Well, I appreciate you. I love love having you guys out here and trying all my stuff. No browns. So the brown, the br- you had the brown. I think when you came uh, a week or two ago, I've got it in the tank right now. I brewed it this week, so it's it's Ooh. at the tail end of fermentation Ooh. right now. It's bubbling away. Mm, he said the tail end. <laughs> so that'll that'll be back. Uh, that's our eligible bachelor. It's our brown ale. And actually, so I took when I emptied these barrels for the um, the stout, I actually filled them back up with a batch of that I had made of the brown. So we're going to have a barrel-aged brown ale that's going to be coming out pretty soon. I ain't mad at you. I'm in love. (laughs) So it's a second second turn on a barrel, so it takes a little longer to to draw that character out. So it's probably going to be a good, probably even a full year in the barrel before we actually pull that one and and blend it back to to get what we need. So how do we um, find you 
for listeners that want to come check out the beer. Check yeah, out the it's uh, illicitbrewing.com. We're on all the Instagrams and the social medias, the uh, Facebooks. So you can hit us up there. Um, we are uh, right now we're open for indoor and outdoor seating. So you can just uh, show up. There's no reservations. It's the first come, first serve on tables. So you can definitely come in. We're still in COVID rules where you, you do have yep. to order, you know, through the app at the table for food and stuff. And, and it's very easy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that part is still, you know, rest- restricted to some yeah. degree. But so, to all our beer drinkers, don't be slackers. Get here early. Get a good seat. Because Keg Kettles and myself were here at 830 in the morning. 830 in the morning. You guys are we were. birds. That's it. We had a number three at McDonald's on, in Ansonia on the <laughs> way up. and uh, of, of the great beer. Killing it. But, uh, yo, thank you so much for having us. Oh, man, it's been a blast. And uh, we definitely, we're, we're going to be back. We're going to bring our crew back. We're going to bring all our listeners here for a listener party, no doubt. Sounds like a plan. No doubt, no doubt. Anything else you want to close out with? Anything, you, any message you got to anybody who wants to try some illicit beer? Man, I, I just, uh, I'm loving what we have here. And uh, these guys, uh, Eli's Restaurant Group, knocked it out of the park with this place. So if you haven't been, just come check it out. Like, we have literally something for everybody here like it we, we, the tap room is sweet yeah, 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 yeah. so it's and, and we have a lot of capacity we're really lucky even in covid times we can still accommodate a lot of people and safely with everything spaced out and you know all the all the rules being followed we can still get quite a few quite a few people in here all right come hang out with some nice comfy leather couches mm. come hang out with us man let us know you're coming we'll be here all right say good afternoon gracie good afternoon gracie i tell you what man you want to come have some beers with us Say the magic words, beer man, beer, and we'll buy you a beer. It's beer man, beer. I'm Johnny Benson. I'm Kate Kettles, and thank you to Brian. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. We'll see you soon. Follow us on Instagram, beer man, beer pod. And also, of course, we always love email. Email, send us email. Send us your hate mail. So fine, the way she loves me, she makes me know that she's mine. And when she kisses, I feel the fire get hot. She never misses, she gives it all that she's got. And when she asks me if everything is okay, I got my answer. The only thing I can say, I say, yeah, yeah. That's what I say, I say, yeah, yeah.